The bards must drink and junk it. Hello, friends and strangers. Thank you for listening to Tomorrow, Tomorrow We, we Die. Die. A show about the trials and adventures that happen while touring as a working musician. Told to you by people who have built their lives or portions of their lives around writing and playing the music they love. We are your hosts. I am John Wisniewski. And I'm Jeffrey McNulty. And every episode, we'll bring you an interview with people who are out there day-to-day grinding against the many odds just to fall in love with the male bartender with a huge set of fake tits. New format. Just this once, though. Yeah. Just this once. This is a special one. So this is a show that I really wanted to do. This is basically telling the story of my first tour ever. My band Akimbo and Teen Cthulhu when I was like 20 years old. I couldn't even (laughs) drink yet. It was really fun for me to be involved with this. This is actually the first thing we ever recorded as a podcast for Tomorrow We Die. And it has taken us this long to put it together. It was an epic story. It was an epic production. And uh, it was so much fun to see all my old friends. I'm friends with like everybody in both of those bands. And uh, we have a lot of history together. So that was a super blast. It's been some work. And it's been kind of hard just sitting on our hands this whole time. where we've, we've got this thing recorded and we've just been doing all the work to, to bring it together. Yeah. If you're listening to this show, you probably know that I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> but I wouldn't go so far as to just tell the story by myself to Jeff. So to help tell the story, we brought in Nat Dam, drummer of Akimbo, mm-hmm. longtime best bud of mine. Yep. Brandon Nakamura, bass player of Teen Cthulhu. Yeah. Travis Nakamura, bass player of Teen Cthulhu. And TJ Cowgill, who is the guitar player and singer of Teen Cthulhu. Um, these are a series of interviews that we did with uh, you know, various groups of people out of that group, and we sort of edited them together to go day by day on this first tour to get multiple perspectives and memories of what happened on those days. We're going to do our best to sort of like weave it together to yeah. make a cohesive story yeah. out of it. But this is just a heads up. You're going to hear a lot of voices sort of bouncing back and forth. Yeah. So we'll do our best to make that not suck. There's quite a few people that we actually aren't talking to that I would have liked to have involved with the show, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, definitely. We want to give them a shout out. And then if you're out there listening, I want to encourage you to get in touch. Please. From Akimbo, Kyle Iman was our guitar player. We're not talking to him on this episode. And then with Teen Cthulhu, there was Dustin Brown and Hank Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And both of them are not on here. And then we had two roadies with us as well, which is Dylan Sharp and Ian Bartholomew. Love all those guys. Love you all. Big shout out. Would love to hear from you. So here it is. My first tour ever and one of the wildest experiences of my whole life. This kind of set the tone for my my musical lifestyle (laughs) all through my 20s and early 30s. As it will. Um, So here we go. And and real quick, before we actually get started on the tour, um, we toured, both bands toured in a van and a Geo Metro. That's it. And there's a reason behind that. (laughs) Here's Brandon Nakamura, bass player Tinka Thulu, and Nat Dam, drummer of Akimbo. Nat's going to introduce himself, and then he's going to explain the vehicle situation. Nat, thanks for coming on the show. So you played drums in Akimbo? I, I did, yes. For the entire lifespan of the band? Yes. And what else? What other bands did I play in? Yeah, what else have you done? Uh, I played drums in uh, the Type Bros from way back when. Oh, um, yeah. I played drums in Sandrider now mm-hmm. with you. 
Yeah. And um, briefly, I played drums in uh, Automaton Adventure Series. Yep. What? I forgot about that. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. No, Head Like a Kite and uh, yep. Daydream Vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved that band. They were fun. It was fun to play. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. And and you and I have been best buds since we were in yes. fucking high school. We lads. Right? 13, 14, yeah. And, and you will likely be a repeat guest on the show. Hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and pause real quick. Totally forgot about this. Brandon reminded me tonight, before this tour happened, we had a van and we were going to take it on this tour and it broke down. Like your van shut down like weeks before this tour happened. And that was why we had to go and... Um, and split it up in between yeah. the, your geo and... Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what happened to the van. Um, that was my... It was a nine passenger Dodge, 84 Dodge, manual transmission, four on the floor. And eventually it didn't pass... Uh, emissions anymore because the exhaust manifold was like Swiss cheese and nothing was coming out the tailpipe. <laughs> it was so fucking brutal because the heater was stuck on, so your foot is just getting baked on as a driver, <laughs> and the exhaust is pouring through the doghouse like the cracks around it. So you have to drive all year round with the windows all all your windows down because you would either die or you know get burned to death. So. I feel like we had at least two vans where you had to drive with the windows down, <laughs> if not three. <laughs> That was a good, man. I put 326,000 miles in that thing. Yeah. Four clutches. Drove it right into the ground. It got auctioned. It got taken from me. Towed oh. from uh, Queen Anne. And I got the the bill. And and they even tell you how much it gets auctioned for. It's like 27 bucks. You should have gone and bought your own van. Wednesday, August 30th, 2000. Day one, Portland, Oregon. So we drove from Seattle to Portland. It's about 194 miles. Yeah, it's not a long ways. No. We're used to that ride. Yeah, it's about three hours. It's like all freeway. It kind of just goes through urban sprawl. Mm-hmm. There's a really awful choke point around Tacoma. All yeah. Way from Seattle to Tacoma. Which Always traffic there. It can totally hose your drive. The show we played that night is at a house in North Portland. Literally none of us remember where or what other bands played. Um, <laughs> not and, even TJ. <laughs> no. And you'll hear as, as I'm talking about it, I make a few jokes about a can of beans, which was a real thing. I was like super into the beans. And here's why. Because it was my first day of my first tour. And I'm like, I'm going to be fucking roughing it. This is going to be hard. I'm going to have to eat food out of a can. Oh, and no. so I brought it. I brought a can of baked beans with me that day. I made a point to eat it that day because we're on fucking tour, man. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't bring a bunch of bread and peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> yeah. Like classic nope. cheap nope. tour. I didn't even know what I was doing yet. Yeah. I just assumed it was like camping, yeah. so I'll bring canned beans. Um, one, anyways. One can of beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepared. Let's kick it off with TJ, who's actually more broadly known as King Dude. He got to start playing in Tinga mm-hmm. So here he is on day one. We're here with TJ today from King Dude, Teen Cthulhu, Cross, Book of Black Earth. What else? How many others? The Powers of Darkness. The Powers of Darkness. Don't oh, forget about yeah, that. That's right. I'm super excited. Today, we're going to talk about our first tour, which was yours and mine first tour together. That's right. Um, and I think we're before we like really get into the details, the day by day, like, what do you remember of it? What, like 1995 right now? No, it's no. 2019. Um, and what then, year was it? Did you? Do you guys uh, know? I think it was 1999. It says, no, it says 2000. 2000. Yeah. So 2000. Yeah. So 19, 19 years ago. 20 years ago, basically. <sighs> I don't remember much, you know, to be honest. Uh-huh. I, I don't. 
honestly, if I hadn't made this little comic book for some reason, because I was so naive about yeah. touring and I thought it was like, this is so important. I need to remember this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we obviously <laughs> I, I wouldn't had, remember it. Like we obviously I've, had you on the show to show us, show all the listeners. So everyone can book. I know the thing. <laughs> that, yeah. You can just paint a visual. This is a, a great podcast. This is a great the, podcast. <laughs> the thing that you're holding. What are you holding in your hand right now? Well, I'm holding a comic book I made, but it's a diary. It's a tour diary i kind of remembered that i made it and then i dug around for a couple hours today and i found it and so i'm, I'm pretty excited because then I was, as i was reading it i was like oh this is good to have i do remember this yeah. you know it's like it comes back uh-huh so it's nice that it's here so it's it says 2000 on it so i think that's the year there you go and uh, and, and you don't suck at drawing it's actually a really cool looking comic book yeah, it's yeah. like a real comic book uh, yeah well thanks i think you guys are just being nice sharpie but, style but we could maybe if you want to take pictures and show your listeners yeah definitely I, that's Good with me. You did not draw that in the van. I did. did you draw that I in did. The van? I did this all in the van. So you're really good at illustrator then. Or Travis is a good driver. I'm not <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. I think he's a pretty safe driver. So day one, let's do a quick recap yeah, of yeah, day one. I'm gonna just look at my notes yeah. if that's okay. So it says here we played in Portland, Oregon, and uh, I don't really remember this at all. But I wrote some funny things about it. I said we we stayed at the Reed College. Oh, yeah, because we had friends at Reed College. It was like— uh, Well, I think we played there. No. Oh, yeah. They, was it with like Johnny X and the Grodies and those guys? Because no, they yeah. were running Reed College for a while. There. They had—yeah, it was—I remember that. So that was a different show. Mm. So we didn't, show. We didn't, we didn't play, actually play the— We didn't play the college. We played at a house. And it was right. one of the guys from Johnny X and the Grodies lived at the house. Word. And I will always remember it because he, had, he wanted nothing to do with anybody. Nobody who lived at that house wanted anything to do with the show. Why? Uh, oh, they, they just were like, this is the worst thing like, ever. Ah, this, this is, is our house. Stupid. It's fucking yeah. Wednesday or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, get all these weirdos out of here. We don't even know who booked the show. I just want to eat dinner and go to bed. And we <laughs> yeah. are like the most excited bunch of little jerks. Like, oh, just God. like running around their house. Like, hey, do you have a microwave? I want to heat up my can of beans. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any idea what day this was? Uh, nope. Yeah, we stayed at the college, though, for some reason. We played in that guy's basement. And it says here, I have a note. I drew the basement. And you can't see it, but it, right under it says, the basement sucked. It did. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't say why. There's some stick figures. And we stayed at the Reed College, and I said I slept in the van because I don't like most rich college kids. Uh, what a stuck up prick I was. Not even 21 yet. <laughs> not even 21. Somebody's bitter, mm-hmm. right? Already. <laughs> so deep. Yeah. But I said here that Amy was nice and bought us food the next day. And then I drew a picture of Amy. She had short blue hair. Yeah. Green eyes. Says Amy, and I talk about this. Says if you want food, we'll buy you some with my point card. Huh? <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't recall at all. Beyond this, I, I have no recollection. And now it sounds like I'm on trial. It's a good thing you made that. I, I know. Seriously. The so I didn't. I didn't. We actually split up after the Portland show, and then me and Brandon went off to go stay with some other people, and we missed the shenanigans at the college. But um, from what I heard, what, the what next happened? day the college party was insane did we stay at the oh we st- oh but yeah, i slept in the van slept. so I, I slept in the van so you probably missed out right. on a bunch of the crazy stuff but yeah we probably have travis i know nat remembers the uh the yeah. college so night you could really just edit well. out all of my day one <laughs> <laughs> move on to day two and here's nat with some memories about reed we went to reed university is that yeah. what happened yes and it was like 40s night and um this car pulls up totally nonchalantly and these guys like get out and they pop the trunk and it was just filled with 40s. Badass. And it was all uh, sponsored by the school, like the school, I don't know, somehow pays for it. And we all get hammered. Um, I met, 40s night sponsored by the school. Yeah, they had this like cool, <laughs> I don't think we actually So went, walk it back a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Like, 
you guys, you guys roll into Reed College, <laughs> and then like, like, le- what is the lead up to events that happens to like, uh, like, what is it like a Jetta, just like with a backwards hat guy, like yeah, it pulls was, up on the no, lawn, it wasn't. They weren't like pops his trunk. They weren't bros. Um, it was a sedan, I believe. Does it have bros? <laughs> no, Reed's not bro college. No, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. They have artists and poets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Bezos went to Reed. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I think I mean as far as I recollect, we were just standing around trying to figure out what the fuck to do, and this car pulls up and pops the hood or pops the trunk, and that was kind of the beginning of the end of the evening. Nice. And it's like a Dr. Dre video. It's just like. Pretty forties, like, like, a white Dr. Dre video pouring <laughs> yeah. out of the windows. Um, yeah, and I don't remember. I think we just drank in the courtyard. I don't remember like going anywhere. Uh-huh. I met uh, a girl, um, and ended up spending the night with her. Oh. And I, I was wrong. Yeah. Other people got laid on tour. <laughs> I said I spent the night with her. I did not get laid. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Other people slept in beds too many forties. You, you read uh, each other poetry. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We cuddled. Um, and I. On the way to wherever the hell she lived um, on campus was where I got the fire extinguisher. I stole, <laughs> I stole a fire extinguisher, and uh, it remained in my possession for I don't know ten or twelve years, I think. And, and that was the cause of the great that was, fire. That was Reed. That. We talked about. Oh, you a fire extinguisher? Where <laughs> what else? Not a I remember uh, a really rare born against seven inch being sold from the from the radio station. Um, oh. That's not a nat move. No, I didn't. No, no, not you, but the... Yeah. How of, dare you? No, no, the, the... Of, like, I think a lot of hijinks happened. I just didn't know what you might be privy to. Well, you feed us a bunch of booze and then let us loose on your campus. Like, yeah. shame on you. <laughs> Shenanigans, Bill and yeah. Sue. What did you expect? <laughs> your records are forfeit. <laughs> um, yeah, and then woke up and I somehow found you guys. And that was, that was that. I don't really remember anything else. I mean, any... Can you give me a... No, I Brandon and I weren't there. Oh, that's right. You went to the yeah. We went to yeah. stay with. Uh, his, we had grown up night. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah, I remember we had like I had French toast for breakfast that morning. I don't like, think oh, I had we breakfast. should we should get to the college and pick up the fellows. <laughs> Doritos probably yeah. or some shit from a vending machine. Yeah, I remember showing up the next day and like none of you guys had slept. You all like you're like crusty eyed war veterans. Day, day, day one. one. Yeah, <laughs> take. Can I go home now, please? Better enough. And solving the mystery of the stolen goods, here's our fourth guest of the story, Travis Nakamura. Travis played drums in Teen Cthulhu. He's Brandon's brother. And most importantly for this story, he owned the one van that we were touring in. Reed was insane. Like, from my perspective. Like, we showed up. Tell me all about it. Yeah, how did it start? (laughs) I don't know why we ended. I think people would just go to the shows and go, hey, you can come stay at my dorm. It's going to be awesome. And I never did the college experience thing, so I didn't really know. And maybe this is what colleges are like every night. I'm not sure. But I remember we showed we showed up at the guy's dorm, and he set us up like you can sleep on our floor. And it was just crazy. Like people, like some car drove up, popped the trunk, and it was just full of alcohol. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, this is That's what like college is fucking. Yeah. Like it was a, like, this is insane. It's like a 90s hip hop video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were just, I remember just partying so crazy hard. We were shooting fire extinguishers out. People are shooting fire extinguishers out of windows. You're like pulling them off the wall. Just pulling school? them off the wall and shooting fire extinguishers <laughs> out of windows. Like people were stealing stuff. It was oh, just yeah. Crazy. Didn't somebody steal something? Yeah. I think like a I, trumpet or something like that. I think I stole something, which is not like me at all. No. I think I stole a drum, like in a drunken mess. And then it ended up turning like this whole fucking shit show. And I ended up returning the drum. But like a total, you know, like you just do something stupid when you're drunk and you think, 
ha ha, like you're caught up in the moment, like let's loot. And then later you're like, I'm just, <laughs> no, that's just, I, that was yeah, a totally. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I was shithouse. Totally. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I grew up in White Center. We just, we get drunk and loot. Like that's just kind of what we do. So. <laughs> sorry I broke your window. Yeah, sorry. Sorry I fired that fire extinguisher off, man. <laughs> Okay, so let's go back and listen to some of that early Akimbo stuff. You know, the stuff that you don't want people to know that you no, are on. No, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're <laughs> going to do it. It's embarrassing. Don't do well, it. Well, it's not that okay. embarrassing. I mean, I it's it's more embarrassing for me because I think I recorded it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Day two, Eugene, Oregon at the Animal House with the Heesma. Great band. Do you ever play the Animal House, Jeff? No, I never did. To be honest, we've never played Eugene, although we did break down outside of Eugene at least twice, if not three times. So, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a uh, vortex. It's one of those places in Oregon where you're just all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere, and when your van breaks down, you just end up in Eugene because it's the only place you can get close <laughs> enough. <laughs> So the drive from Portland to Eugene is like, it's like 109-ish miles. It's about a two-hour drive. Yeah, it's chill. It's just a lot of farms and fields into central Oregon. Super boring. Here's Nat and Brandon kicking off day two. What was the house called again? He's animal oh, House. Oh, the Animal House. Animal House, yeah. Oh, you're right. It was called the Animal House. And we played with the Hizma and fuck God in the face, right? Yes. Yes. And I remember that basement, getting into that house, I was like, oh my God, like, this place is, Yeah. To say the least. <laughs> and then that basement was super gnarly. It was like really low ceilings. Like uh-huh. people had to stand with like their <laughs> necks to the side. You know? yeah. uh, and it was a fun show. It wasn't super well attended or anything, but it was like the first taste, I think, that I yeah. remember. Um, and then just, you know, getting hammered and hanging out with those guys. and Great dudes. Yeah, that's uh, the city was trying to, uh, I don't know, would they get in trouble for this? I don't think so. Probably not. No, there. no. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, um, the city, I remember talking to one of the guys who lives there, and the city was trying to put in, um, like, coin-operated parking meters right in front of their house. They live really close to downtown. Mm. And um, in the middle, of, they didn't like it. They didn't want to have to pay metered parking. So they would, in the middle of the night, they go out there with hacksaws and cut the fucking things down. And their basement <laughs> had this, like, dozens of these things leaned up against the corner. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. And I don't know, I, I mean, I don't even know where I slept. Um, maybe in the van or on the floor somewhere. Yeah, who knows? Probably, I don't remember yeah. where I slept that night either. There was a record store nearby that I remember going to. Oh, yeah. We um, got coffee had, there. Like zines and stuff and yeah. records and skateboards and shit. That actually may have been another Akimbo tour. May have been. 
I don't know. Because we played there a couple times. There was Akimbo went down there a couple tours later, and we played with Yob when Sick. nobody knew who Yob yeah, was. When, like, when was Mike Shite had short hair. Where yeah, was that? It was, like a pizza, jeans. was it like a pizza place or something? Or? No, it was, in, it was at Hisma's basement. Oh, I'm, shit. Yeah, I, I remember very clearly like uh, talking to him at the end of the night. Um, like first record shit right there. You're going to be famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't la- did not like Yob. The Dude, their first inter- record is good, but it's the second like, record like, that really fucking became yeah. y'all. Let's take a quick pause in this story to talk about some of the crazy motherfuckers from Eugene that we met later as a result of this tour. We were kind of all ended up being friends with them. Here's TJ with a quick sidebar. The Hizma. Do you remember a Hizma? Oh, I do. I will never I love, forget I love that band, actually. Travis put out one of their records. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember they were in a different band called Fuck God in the Face? I remember Fuck God in the Face. What do you remember about Fuck God in the Face? I tried to get them added to a show at the Paradox. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> their show got canceled. Oh, God, I remember when this happened. Yeah, and so I called the guy at the Paradox. What's his name? Jeff. Jeff from Raft of Dead Monkeys yeah. and uh, 90 Pound Uh-huh. And I called him, and we were buddies, you know? Uh-huh. But Paradox was a Christian venue, and uh-huh. he was a very Christian guy. <laughs> and so, I, I you see where the so story's crazy. going already. <laughs> I call him, and it's on the landline at the Cthulhu house, and I go, I get him. I'm like, Jeff, we have a last minute show like can you give our buddies a show they're up from eugene he goes of course yeah we have a show we'll just add them to it i I go that's amazing thank you so much he goes yeah no problem what are they called and i go fuck god in the face (laughs) and he goes he was just like come on man (laughs) not even that he was just like he was like and i was like no 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 oh oh, damn it i fucking forgot because you're cool you're not a total dick but now you're being a dick and so i was like they'll abbreviate it he was like i can't i can't i cannot do that and i was like fine click hung up sorry got you a show didn't get it (laughs) that's so good yeah and then they did they did a bunch of like puppetry of the penis trips in the basement and it smelled so bad that's what they did instead of (laughs) i was at that show my first yeah my first i think we did it at the cthulhu house and they just ended up doing that i was at the house hanging out before the show and yeah my first memory of fuck god in the face is we're all hanging out in the living room of the cthulhu house uh knock on the door we open the door and this random like filthy crusty punk that no one has ever met before we found out later he's like the singer of the band or something right just walks into the middle of the living room and he goes, I call this one starting the car. And he yeah. pulls down his pants <laughs> and he shows a van key inside his urethra and starts grinding it like back and forth. Yeah. And we, like, we're just like, no, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. 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 That was so gross. Yeah. It was so gross. Yeah. And that was just one of the many tricks that those yeah. fucking mm. disgusting people. They did goggles too. Do you remember goggles? Oh God, no! I don't. Do I want to know? So this was like after the band like like crawled it's, in. I just remember this the guy. smell of their fucking junk uh, when, once they took it out. Was it just one guy doing it? <laughs> it was or one guy one was like super into like uh, just like rubbing his shit all over it everything. Smelled like ten dudes. Yeah. So when Will when Will finally got in, Will is uh, the bass player of Ahisma. Ahisma, who yeah. Was like like. We'll get into it later, but was like the patron savior of this tour. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and and went on to be a pretty good friend of ours for a while. Uh, Will comes in the house after this guy. Um, and and they start, this guy's still doing his dick tricks and stuff. And all, all the guys in the band, they're just like laughing with it. Because I guess this has been their life for the last like four days or whatever. Right. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, I took this one. I was called Goggles. And so like Will gets down on his knees. Oh, and no. dude... 
stands yeah. up behind him and takes his testicles and stretches yeah. them out over the top of Will's head so that oh. one of each testicle is on each eyeball. Oh. So he's got these like, goofy, like, popping hairy eyeballs. He's like, yeah, goggles. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. All right, here's a little bit more where Brandon and Nat extrapolate a little bit on the band Fuck God in the Face and the ripples that went through our lives <laughs> from that band in that scene. <laughs> Give me some fuck God in the face and I'm sold. Dude, I I don't know if you follow my Instagram, but I have a fuck. I, at, oh, you've been doing played, the t-shirts. Had the, had the fuck God in the face t-shirt that they hand spray painted on a great pocket tee that says our God is an awesome God. <laughs> and I wore it floating uh, out in the middle of fucking bumfuck nowhere. Um, Mil- Yakima? No, that whatever. East. You know, not that far, but... Um, and uh, I actually turned it inside out because oh, wow. <laughs> I felt so offensive to everyone. And Abby was like, you thought it was going to be funny to wear that shirt, didn't you? Like, <laughs> oh my God, the face is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we went into PetSmart oh God. and I went in with my fuck God in the face shirt and it was the quietest PetSmart. Mm-hmm. I shut everyone down. And that's when I was like, all right, yeah, I think maybe. You gotta choose your audience. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, going, those fuck God in the face guys one of them, or was it Ahizma, did um, the dick tricks? Dick tricks. That's God in the face. face. Oh, God, okay. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, terrifying. That guy. What do you remember the dick tricks? Uh, that <laughs> It was like a packed, your living room was filled. There was no yeah. standing the room. The Cthulhu house. Yeah. And I was there. He was like standing with his back against the wall by the TV. And we were probably listening to that first Haunted record. And he would he took out this big fucking like. House key. It was like a fucking Volkswagen key. It was like this big gnarly motherfucker. And he's like, who wants to see some dick tricks? And everyone's like, oh, what? And he pulls pulls his cock out of his pants. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then he spits on this key and just starts fucking his dick hole with it. And And that was just the beginning. It was. Like, not to be too graphic. graphic, That dick hole was ruined. It was. It was ruined. you that could have thing, fit like four or five keys in there. I don't know how he peed without just, it, it was probably like, it was like one of those like <laughs> gentle sprinklers that <laughs> just kind of like sprays water everywhere. It's like it was a one man Jim Rose like circus sideshow oh, that pours out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those things that like aerates wine as it pours out of the bottle. Like, <laughs> he really, he made an impression. And, and then he gave I'll us never like, forget that. he gave us like 20 minutes of fucking puppetry of the penis. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He had all yeah. He would like tie it in the knot and I'm then pretty fuck sure it with I the left cable. And, <laughs> at one point. <laughs> you just, was, your, bo- your mind left your body. No, I was, I was, <laughs> I am fascinated, I'm fascinated by shit like that. Like anything weird that anyone's going to do in public, I'm just like, to me, it's like, you know, the, a, a sideshow. I just, I just want to watch this it. This was like rehearsed. Like, but I think it went on so long, I got bored and like went to the kitchen to get it. He needs to gear. up his game. I you guess, know what I mean? Like, I wonder where he is now. Well, you know, it's like always leave him wanting more. Yeah. You should have cut it off <laughs> in 10 minutes, cut off his set. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so funny. It is. I mean, and I was there, dude. I saw that whole thing. Like, I know. I was, I was just like, I actually, <laughs> I actually got bored of the Jim Bro Circus Sideshow dick and I like, I walked uh, off and went and got a beer out of the fridge. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Day three, Friday, September 1st, 2000. Chico, California at the Blue Room with some bands. Don't remember. I think I have the flyer somewhere, actually. But anyways, the drive from Eugene to Chico, it's about 386 miles. It's like six and a half Yeah, that's hours. a real drive. This is our first real drive as a band. Um, Southern Oregon, Jeff, is fucking beautiful. Oh, God, it's I gorgeous. Love 
There's a couple gorgeous. of pockets in the U.S. that I love driving through, yeah. and Southern Oregon is one of them. When you go from Southern Oregon into Northern California, oh my God! And then it's beautiful for a while. There's that r- river and everything, and then Mount Shasta comes. Yeah, and you get to drive right by Mount Shasta, which is insane. Yeah, it's really nice. You drive through Weed, California, which we've talked about on the show. Certainly have. It's a very self-aware town. They know <laughs> they're called Weed. <laughs> they do. And they have lots of jokes in the town about. Loving weed. And aliens. And then so as as you're going south on I-5, you eventually, you cut east into Chico on CA-99. You can start to see some sketchy shit on this drive. There's like strip clubs and bars that are like just off the highway, like all by themselves. Yeah, you guys are new to this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, the context of this story, you got to remember, we're kids. We're fucking kids. So this was all, all new to us. But anyways, here's Nat and Brandon continuing into Chico on day three the blue room yeah. that was like downtown and i remember it being like spring break or some shit and or not spring break but there was a lot of college kids all around it's always college kids mm-hmm. every weekend. college um, town yeah college town that makes yep. sense um, our friend zeke set up the show who mm-hmm. went on to do many akimbo shows in, in chico <laughs> do you remember him no i don't nah, sorry don't worry, sorry, about don't worry about it all right I remember it was like upstairs and um, yeah. this, it was like a big fucking room with like a wooden floor and this low stage. And um, it was weird because the room naturally was quite empty. Yes. And, um, it was not a very good show, but there was this pillow fight, fight that broke out and there were feathers everywhere. And uh, it, was, it wasn't just a pillow fight. It was like, pillow it, was like it was like, a, People yeah, it was combat. Who, they, they were like into it. They're like, we're the, they, like went out of their way to like confront us about it. We're like, where are the pillow punks? And we bring pillows to shows and we pillow fight when bands play. And we think it's really cool. Is that okay with you? I don't yeah. remember it being, uh, you know, consulted about it or. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Maybe I was doing something else, but um, yeah, I just remember playing this pillow fight breaking out. And yep. Thinking it was kind of weird. Yep. Definitely was weird. And I rolled my ankle at that show. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then there was, like, some shenanigans that went down the street. Do you remember, like, Brandon driving his car into Travis that night? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I mean, did you just back into him? Or? No, no, it was no, on like It was forward. And he rolled up on the hood and got thrown into the street. It was, it was like, pretty dramatic. It was, like, brotherly car games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We called it car game. I, I want to say that it was like a thing we did. It was. But I think I took it too far it and was. he got mad. I, it was definitely a thing because I remember you guys saying, t- like talking and joking about car games. Yeah. And I remember this is like early, like when I first met you guys and like my mind is blown. Like, like how stupid these guys think it's funny to drive cars into each other. Like that is <laughs> not and I would say it's seriously. Like, <laughs> and and it, we did. <laughs> but you, you freaked him out and it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but after that, I don't know if it started after or before, but he would be driving and everyone would be asleep. It'd be the middle of the night, like a long drive. Oh, and God, he would just like right. go, ah! scream as loud as he could and like slam on the brakes. And everyone who was asleep would wake up thinking they're about to die. Um, <laughs> Shenanigans. Yeah, uh, yeah that was his that sense of humor. I was like more subtle. He was just like, I'm just going to terrify everybody right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> there was those pillow punks. Yeah, talk here. about the pillow punks, because I well, remember that too. I don't remember them at all, but it, uh, it says here, <clears throat> uh, according to what my ancient, this ancient writing I've written down, um, there were pillow punks there. They were beating the shit out of each other with pillows, and even one had ha- had a pillow wrapped around a PVC pipe. 
Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Um, the best part was when I found out these were the kids we we're staying with. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And then it says here, during our show, I broke a string and I had to sing a couple songs without playing. <laughs> and some girl played my guitar for the last song while, oh. I, while I heckled our own band and danced. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I just remembered that. She And she was fucking drunk. Cool. Too. I remember she she could hardly stand up straight. You broke a string. Yeah. And so then she and just you're like, I'm up. just going to sing. Does somebody want to play guitar? And oh, she, she, she was just sort of like the drunk, meek girl with like, like bowed over shoulders and like just wasted and raised her hands yeah. and like stumbled over. And you were like, cool here. And you just put your, you, you put, put your the guitar broken on guitar her. on her. And then I think you just like, um, I think you said this one's a Nirvana cover. You told her to play <laughs> smells like teen spirit or something like that. And I love then, how my stage banter doesn't change. It's still <laughs> just like, it's like I learned everything about how to perform in teen Cthulhu. Yeah. And that comedy bit just like, stays. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I used to do like a, a two, two piece comedy, like a Laurel and Hardy or like, what's another one? Uh, Amos and Andy type of thing with Brandon. Like Brandon was the other uh, comedian. Yeah. Now I just, I took my act solo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes people don't know you're kidding though. No, almost Anymore. always. Yeah, that's fuck. That's what I love. I love everything about that. All right, let's do the same thing to Team Cthulhu. Let's listen to something off of their first record. Saturday, September 2nd, 2000. Play at San Francisco at Mission Records with a band called Artemis Pile. Chico, California to San Francisco, California. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's only like 160 miles or so. It's about three hours. It's totally not a serious drive. However, our show was a matinee. Uh, Mission Records would do a lot of matinee shows. So I think it started around like three or four or something. Um, We were shooting to be there around two. We also had to pick up our friend who was going to meet us and jump in the van who was from Seattle and was like living homeless in San Francisco (laughs) waiting for us to get there. Oh, that's right. That's Um, a whole other story. (laughs) Yeah. So we we had some pressure to get there on time. And, you know, we had zero experience with barrier traffic, too. I believe we got there on time. Suffice it to say, this was a tremendously memorable day for all of us. Yeah. So let's get into it now. Here's TJ talking about the band, the venue, and Robert the guy who plays in the band and set up the show for us. My memory of like showing up to the show, Robert's there, he's waiting for us. He's standing outside. I think later on, like in Artemis Pyle's career, like Robert looked the part. Like he looked like he was in a, no, but a he, very violent, like... Right. Like, but didn't he have the massively long beard? Yes. At okay. that show, he's got... And did he have a cane? He had a cane. Sorry, he had a massively mean, long beard. Yeah. He had those like bizarrely large sunglasses that are meant to go over normal glasses. (laughs) Right, right. But he didn't wear glasses. Those were just his sunglasses. And then he had long hair, which is like, like back in 2000, having long hair was like kind of weird. It was not, it was not that cool. Yeah. 
Um, but he had long hair and it was like yeah. Everybody back. had wait. Everybody had just to clarify. They did have long hair, but it had to be dreadlocks. It seemed like yeah. Yeah, it was and either then, dreads or you know. Then a lot of us were rocking short hair, short which hair. seemed a little weirder at the or time. Or if you were Hank, you had long hair and it just went straight up. Yeah. Or yeah, you look like Robert Smith <laughs> yeah. from The Cure. Yeah. There was three haircuts. Yes. <laughs> and you had your choice: short, uh-huh. dreadlocks, uh-huh. or Robert Smith. Yeah. From The Cure. Yeah. So yeah, Robert from Artemis <laughs> Pile. Fucking terrible time for fashion. <laughs> and then he also he had this like um. This like loose hanging like button up shirt too, like a patterned button up. Yeah. Um, he just looked like a skinny Jeff Lebowski kind of, just <laughs> yes. like hanging out on the street. And he was super nice. He didn't look t- entirely homeless, I remember. He looked like he had a place yeah. to rest his head. Yeah. That was like walled in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the walls were real walls, not like, <laughs> not like cardboard, like yeah. not a tent. Like he didn't look, he didn't have like that. Not a pile of trash. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have that vibe entirely. He was mysterious. <laughs> he definitely was. And I found out later. And super friendly. But super nice and yeah. really nice. And he's always been really nice. But I found out that night too, I ended up talking to him a bit. And he told that story about how he wallpapered his entire room with the, he was in his Willie Nelson phase. Yes, that's why. That's right. Yeah, that's why he that looked explains that everything. Yeah. And so he, he wallpapered his entire room with the same photo over and over again of Willie Nelson's face. That's amazing. And, and that's I was, why he looked like Willie Nelson. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think Matt, probably Matty Love set up the show. No, it was, it was Robert. Robert who set it Robert up? Robert from Artemis Pyle set up the show. Yeah, I have right here his email. Yeah. Says, <laughs> Robert from Artemis Pyle was very cool and nice. And then his email address, which is was a chick mail address. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Cowboybob at chickmail.com. And if, you've got his phone number. And I got his phone number. So, That's, so I must have really liked him. Well, and now's a good time to to maybe mention that uh, this first tour was before the days of the internet really being a thing. Yep. I mean, the internet was around. You had to get the phone number, yeah, though. The email like, would help. But well, yeah, this you was would, back in the day. You had yeah. to cold call people. Yeah. That's right. Like, hey, sorry. Uh, this is Blah. I live here. Uh, yeah. I got your number from this guy yes. who you once set up a show for a long time ago. I yeah. hope he didn't stab anybody. Can I, will you please help me? Right? Yeah. Could I, could, could we do that again? Yeah. Could we play with you or like, and then there was the, the unwritten rule that when they came to your town, you, you had to, set to a show for them. Everything yeah. in your power. Absolutely. And you had to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, not like Sunday night doesn't matter. You're playing, they're you, playing, you're playing and they're playing. Mm-hmm. And then when the money part happens, they get all the money. That's how it worked. Yep. It was like some weird, and if you foreign lottery, like something you yeah. hear about, like that happens in Chinatown. Yeah. Right. You know, like <laughs> where it's just a way to make sure that everybody is cared for. Correct. You know, yeah. And if you ever fucked it up. Well, I think you could. Like death. That you, was it. Right? I think it was like self-imposed. Like you like you couldn't fuck up like three, four shows in a row. Then, right. you, then your contact kind of goes dead. And then you start calling people. Hey, can I play in a, you know, wherever in Washington, D.C.? They're like, uh-huh. oh, no, you know what? Oh, <laughs> Best excuse. Ah, I have a wedding that day. <laughs> you can't. Or, it's my sister. It's my sister. Yeah. And I, you can't figure out if that's real or not. Yep. <laughs> There's no social media yet. Yep. Yep. So when if somebody said, Oh yeah, sorry, we'd love to help you, but our guitarist has a wedding that he has to go to that day. He's in he's like the best man. That's when you knew never call them again. Yes. That, yep. That's the like soft <laughs> like, like oh, get man, the fuck out of here. I got yep. best man. Yep. Shit. Yep. For um sure. So yeah, great. San Francisco. We it played was, at Mission Street Records. Yeah, we played at Mission Records, and it was an early show. I remember. It was oh, in it the was. afternoon. Yeah. yeah, I remember it smelling like absolute sewer, garbage, trash, like the worst yeah. smell. It wasn't just like Oakland punk armpit. It was mm-hmm. like a whole other level. No, I remember that. I didn't write it down, but I do remember that. Just walking in there, and just being like, 
my God, well, where yeah, is so- this? Is this where we're playing? They're like, yeah, <laughs> the, like next to the smell, and it's coming from the bathrooms, and we have to leave the doors open. Because if we close them, it will actually <laughs> smell worse somehow. So it's like airing out through the yeah. through the back of the record store. I was just like, this doesn't seem healthy, you know? Yeah. And so Mission Street Records was on Mission Street in yeah. the Mission District of San Francisco. When the Mission District was still shitty. It was, uh, yes, yeah. it was quite shitty. Um, and it was the, like uh, less safe, I guess, and people... It was, it was it was basically still a Mexican neighborhood. Very, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And very poor. I, very, I always like, had you know no bad experiences there just i loved it almost oh all God. our friends the lived there yeah, yeah. The best. yeah. Uh, it was fun yeah the record store is very much like a punk rock record store yeah like you don't you was. don't go in there to buy like a dock and lp no no it's like you go there to buy like a tape bootleg of some some bullshit band that no one's ever heard of right um and then so yeah it's like a very very crappy record store Filled with awesome vinyl, awesome, incredible, like, yeah, vinyl, Tons cassettes, of vinyl. like yeah. everything. It was like three, if I remember, maybe it was like three times the size of what Aquarius ended up being. Aquarius Records down the street. Yeah. Isn't it? It was like big. It was pretty big. It was like the whole length of the building, like from yes. when you walked in because the venue yeah. was in the back. And then you, and yeah. Aquarius, when you walk, walked into Aquarius, it was only like, no, it was like two thirds the size of what Mission was giant and it was jammed with records. They weren't all great, but I mean, I, I mean, they had a lot of records and yeah. a lot of good stuff too. And they would always buy records from, yep. from you when you're on tour. Yeah. Uh, and Maddie Love, rest in peace, who worked there, mm-hmm. putting book shows, uh, was amazing. So, you know, there was like, it was a really strong part of the scene, I would say, yeah. for San Francisco. And I think that when that neighborhood changed as well and got gentrified or whatever you want to call it, and, you know, the, that was like a heart of it that got plucked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, I don't even know what's in that space now, but it's probably like a... Yeah, Bed Bath & Beyond. Something. Yeah. It's probably like a toddler uh, yoga. Hot toddler <laughs> yoga. Hot toddler <laughs> yoga, for sure. And you can't get and, a hot toddy in there. And raw juice bar. For sure. It's like that's what they do in that disgusting smelling part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all yeah, the rawest they, part. They like bottle it and sell it. Now. Oh my God. Oh. That place should not be a place that serves food. Because... Yeah. So the actual, yeah, the venue is in the back of the record store. So you load all your gear through the front of it, a record store. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the back and there's a teeny tiny room. And I remember very, very specifically that the stage is plywood, no, loading pallets oh. on tires. So that it was makes like, sense. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a bunch of like discarded tires on their side. Yeah. With loading pallets on the top and then totally like safe. one big sheet of like plywood. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're in a band that's got like a full stack, like, <laughs> terrible, like, terrible idea. Put this up there. Yeah, like duct tape it to the wall because it's going to come down. And well, it, yeah, I mean, that's how things got built back then. And it's not even like that long. This is 2000. Yeah. This is like when we're supposed to have hoverboards and yeah. shit. But punks, I think, will always kind of, always kind of resort to like what, uh, they have available and, and making use out of it, which is yeah. is really kind of nice. Except I'd like it to be safer and not, you know, have proper plumbing. Just play on the fucking floor. What's the tires all about? Is what I want to know. Right. You gotta, I, I think that is pretty pretentious. That, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> why is there a stage even? This yeah. isn't very. This isn't very. Uh, why do they got to be more important? Than us? <laughs> why do I have to pay to go watch them? Exactly. Yeah. Why don't they, they pay to pay watch me? me why? Do, while I watch them play, that makes a lot more sense, actually. <laughs> Here's Nat and Brandon on Artemis Pile, specifically the drummer. We talked about this Artemis Pile show uh, in my blog when I interviewed uh, Sandwriter. But didn't you both have like weirdly matching Canon kick drums? We did, but that guy was a lot scarier than I was. I was yeah. At least I was scared of him. Um, yeah. 
Because yeah. the first time you meet him, you know. And you're- well, I had never seen anyone do it. I thought it would be funny if I glued two bass drums together. Yeah. Um, and uh, we go to play the show, and we show up, and he's got the same fucking thing. And I same. Was like, I don't know. Like, was it I- like two people showing up in the same dress, or is it more like sort a- of? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how he. I never spoke a word to that guy. He was just like, really. Yeah, we were all no one said a goddamn word to that. I don't think he's he terrifying. He, he just didn't say anything. Um, it's like yeah, you don't was, you don't go s- introduce yourself to Freddy Krueger. Right? <laughs> Hi, yeah. um, let me shake your knife hand. He was just, Hi, bitch. Yeah, he was I'm just gonna a, fuck your mind. He was a fearsome guy and like just a really intimidating drummer too. They were a brutal. Oh awesome yeah, they band. were yeah. fucking just ultra violent for yeah. sure. Um, what did you guys call? It was like a uh, New Orleans like. Uh, Death March or some shit. Either way, however you put it, I remember talking about it in the back. I think he was like smoking meth or something, or something. Yeah, he, he was. was that guy he was. just smelled like burning uh, plastic. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, terrifying. He was. He was a scary man. Being so inexperienced, we were all pretty sketched out by this guy. But out of all of us, Travis definitely failed his intimidation saving throw. <laughs> Here's Travis and TJ. That was like formative in my life. Yeah. I feel like I remember thinking yeah. as we went into that show, thinking, oh, we're a good band. Like we, we know, like we felt like <laughs> yeah. we were like a good band. Yeah. yeah. And then we realized we were boys yeah. amongst men. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I remember after that show, like the whole like feel of tour change. And I remember feeling uh, like, wow, ooh, we got to up our game. It's yeah. like this shit may fly like in like the Red Men, you know, but yeah, right. firehouse or whatever, yeah. but it's not yeah. like, yeah, we're amongst men now. And, we got absolutely. That's <laughs> that was so funny. that was such an eye opener. <laughs> we I was really like, amongst fuck. like just the most demon troll like punks in San Francisco. <laughs> I know that's who you consider to be men. Yes, yeah. like orcish, like terrible, <laughs> no, unavoidable. I know. We left like the Shire, disgusting. and now we're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting real. And you see orcs for the deep. first time, and you're like, I oh. need to beef my game up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, so. I need to start doing heroin and meth yeah so, <laughs> so like, like that dude like that drummer yes okay. so I yeah I, wanted, I really want to talk about that it's, mean one, warrior. it's one of my favorite memories <laughs> one of my favorite memories of this tour is not not just meeting and seeing Artemis Powell for the first time but Travis's reaction to seeing Artemis, Artemis Powell for the first time oh, like so what funny. was it like just seeing those guys oh I was terrified I remember <laughs> I remember, <laughs> we were walking down mission. You're a man. Huh? Oh, oh no, no I was not yeah, a man. We were, yeah, we were boys. We were, yeah, we were boys. boys. Fair. You Fair. see the cover of Simple Elegant? You look at that late? Not Simple, the, um, oh, the, yeah. the split. Yeah, yeah, we were oh, children. Yeah. Children. Yeah, we were, children. Sure. Yep. But I remember we walked down the street and we just saw the drummer just walking down the street and I was freaked out about that guy. And I didn't even know he's, we just walked by him on mission. Uh-huh. And I was like, that guy killed. I remember, I think I grabbed TJ. I was like, that guy killed somebody. Like, we're, we need to get out of San Francisco because this is real. Who was it? I'm the, sorry. Drummer the drummer. For drummer. Okay. We just saw him on the street. I remember we just saw was, that guy. I was like, oh, was it, maybe he was terrifying. That terrifying. That, that I, terrifying. I, I've like blocked him. Oh he's like now some like Babadook character. So he's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's like a fucking shadow figure in my sleep process. Yeah, he's like seven feet tall. Okay. Probably seven and a half feet tall, standing up straight, remember. but he hunches yeah. like a troll. <laughs> he had, a, I remember he had a, a bandana pulled down low right to his eyebrows. Oh, that's a good, that's a strong like, look. Oh, yeah. yeah. That uh, just says a lot about it. That guy's headed to an interview, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that totally, dude is going to pay his child support. Totally <laughs> sinewy and skinny because he's yeah. literally fueled by meth. Yeah. 
um, with just like those the crazy meth eyes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I remember we we played. I'm sure like first or whatever, and to nobody yeah. except for the um, except for um, Robert. Robert was there. Robert was there. For and him. really, really, he was really positive for no reason because we were so bad. I felt like we were really bad. I mean, we were horrible. I'm sure, we were really bad. But compared to them, I mean, no, they were. I, I know we were bad. That, I mean, compared to that band, that band was really incredible. You guys yeah, didn't I, have two bass players anymore, so you were much yeah. better than you were. Yeah, yeah. we went yeah. up a notch there yeah. for sure, like a big notch. It <laughs> yeah. was like, a, yeah. Sorry, Dan, but like that was a huge rung in yeah. the ladder that yeah. was our band. Was no disrespect to Dan, but no band should have two bass players. Yeah, it was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it only worked for one band ever, and that's Ned's Atomic Dustbin. <laughs> And I believe that guy died on stage because God was like, no. Oh, shit. No, they broke up on stage. They didn't, yeah. they didn't die on stage. Broke up on stage. That's morphine. That dude died on stage. Rest in peace, dude. Yeah. yeah. If your family's listening. Yeah. And, and then the third member of Artemis Piles, guitar player. Oh, I still God. don't remember the guy's name. So again, like, like Robert. I think it was John. Was it John? I thought it was John. John Late. from... He looked like a middle school teacher or something. Like yes! it was like some middle school yes! teachers here. It's so like like, like no, later okay. in Artemis right. Pyle's career, after they built some sort of like notoriety in the hardcore scene. Yeah. Like he he looked the part. Like he had like the Charles Bronson shirt and then like the bandana with like the you know the the pants and the chains and all that Did shit. Did he ever but have the look? at that show? He, he didn't have the look. He had like he didn't Costco jeans yeah. and like yeah. like <laughs> white sneakers and like, and like a crew neck, a gray crew yeah. neck sweater and just like yes. a baseball hat. Just yes. like, hey guys. Like, I know. Yes. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I know that look. Yeah. That's the look that you just came straight from your forklift uh, <laughs> job. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, like doing logistics. And yeah. I'm not throwing shade at, you know, working class people. I, I know that look because I did that job for a long time too. Yeah. But I did it in skinny jeans. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. like a loser. Yeah. I should have had the Costco jeans. Yeah. <laughs> much, <laughs> a lot more room. Yeah. To get up and off that forklift. I know. Court classics. Yeah. Should have had the court classics. Those are the white like sneakers you can get from yes. Costco. Okay, They're yeah, like yeah. white on white. Yeah. Yeah. Like two different, like yeah. three different whites. How do you yeah. get so much white on that sneaker? <laughs> There's it's a classic. little gray in there. I know. Just a little gray. No. Just white little, on white. Yeah. It's white. White on white. <laughs> Keep them fresh. So wait. Tell, tell me about this drummer because I, I can't remember him at all. You don't remember the drum? That guy Not was in, terrifying. So but what did he do? Did he do something else that was terrifying? Just. He just, just was. Menace. He just was. He was. Well, he was a great drummer though, wasn't he? Sick Amazing. Because, because he does math. Like that doesn't always make a good drummer. <laughs> but I mean in this case But in that worked. case it worked yeah. for that guy. Maybe yeah. his size. Yeah. yeah. His frame. He also had the cannonball or the, the cannon kick drum. And oh, his toms were huge. His no, toms were like as big as like. Remember this? Yeah. yeah. Like his Nat, Nat tom drums were like the size yes. of Nat's kick drum. Nat's drum. I remember his kick drum was huge. Like yeah. glued, two glued together. Yeah. And then his toms were like that insanely was, it's huge. Like, it sounds like we're talking about like a little because I forgot about Nat too having these giant drums. But and then they have these giant drums. Yeah. It's starting to sound like like. We're talking about this 1970s, you know? Like, yeah. well, it sounds like we're talking Ginger about Ginger Baker or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. What, why were we, oh, because it was so close to the 90s and we were trying to pretend like we were the 70s? Because I that's don't what know our older why. brothers liked. I think we just thought bigger was better. Yeah. That's I true. Think. We definitely did that with our band for sure. Oh, with yeah. amps, I remember. <laughs> Broke. Yeah. yeah. I wish Brandon was here for that because, well, you should ask him about that. Mm. The size of his amps, what was mm-hmm. he making up for? Mm hmm. Well, yeah. Big amps. Um, Big fucking amps. Yeah. So that, yeah. Motley crew of weirdos. And then they yeah. all get on stage together. And Man. I was on the side of the stage. I remember they started playing. And it was basically like having a grenade go off in your face. Yeah. And I remember 
like after I picked my job off the floor, looking back to the room and you guys were all in the back at the merch table, like yeah, standing, standing on the merch table. Yeah. Just, and I, like, I do remember that. I, th- I think just being kind of astonished. I, I think literally everyone's face melting. was slack jawed and yeah. it, but Travis was like screaming with his arms. up. <laughs> like, yeah. Classic Travis movie. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I was so yeah. bummed though too. Cause I remember thinking, Oh my God, we suck. These guys are fucking crushing. <laughs> I think we it. all yeah. so good. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. did all feel that. And I think that it really caused us to want to be better. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Which is awesome. I, I mean, I think that's, there's right. two ways to go, I think. You right. either just throw in the towel and you're like, that's it. Or <laughs> you go back home and you practice and you you practice and practice and get better. Yeah, absolutely. But they also had this like thing that um, maybe it was a sound. And, and at the time, you know, you we were still like, you know, like we said earlier, there wasn't uh, online. Like there was no band camp. There wasn't yeah. like, you can't just go. There was no YouTube. There was yeah. no way to listen to a band you'd never heard of unless you... If they had a website, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if they had sounds on the website, then you could hear them. Otherwise, you'd, you'd but that was some complicated shit back then, right? It was getting very complicated. music on the internet Oof. around the, this, yeah, around yeah. two thousand, the turn, turn of that century. So we were we were reliant on uh, publications like Maximum Rock and Roll. Yep, and the review section was mm-hmm. actually like how you could maybe tell if it was worth getting the tape or seven inch or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and Robert actually wrote. Reviews. Mm-hmm. He wrote yeah. for MMR, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, or yeah, MRR. But uh, he, it was, he was such a, uh, and still is, uh, like, integral uh, uh-huh. person in that whole scene. And in our, I have forgot that, it, like, we saw that there's something to their sound. It was like this rolling kind of bass. Yes. Like, that, that whole, like, groovy, and they were probably just trying to do Willie Nelson just too loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. There, there's something about it, and we really kind of took that home with so us. So yeah. sick. I don't know yeah. what it was. I remember it just. It felt like it was like thunder, like it was thunder, yeah, like echoing off the hills is what it felt yeah. like yeah. to me. It was really amazing. Yeah, so I, good. I still listen to that record, Civil so Dead. Yeah, it's like it's still one of my favorites, and I put it on, and then like, yeah, that's it's one of the things I love about you know music that we have strong memories attached to it. Like every time I listen to that record, I think about this that fucking day sure. that we're talking yeah. about, and just like, yeah, that. Same, same as you guys. Like that, seeing that band play at that moment in time on our first tour was just like, it just lit a spark. I was just yep. like, that's how you fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how you they fucking do it. it out. Yeah. Okay, at this point, an exhaustive breakdown of Artemis Pile ensues. Unfortunately, they're not a band anymore, but please look them up. Their music is still out there and great. They are super badass. Yes. Artemis Pile. The most of the music they were playing at this show is on their Civil Dead full-length album. Great record. Which is still one of my all-time favorites. Like I'll put that thing on, and it's like a, it's one of those records where if you're playing it where you're driving, you're just going faster. Yeah. You're just driving faster. <laughs> it's just happening. Just it's okay. That band it's worth was, it for the ticket. They were tough as fuck. They were so fucking good. It's yeah. so dark. Just tough. And brutal yeah. and angry. It's like very much like in the pocket of that sort of like angry, crusty, like political hardcore. And at the same time, like so unorthodox, yeah. right? Because it was like so dirty and nasty yeah. and like, oh my God, that, that record's so fucking good. Kind of still in there with that Bay Area power violence thing, but not necessarily thrashy. And I also love how when Travis talks about him, like he's still scared of the guy. Like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's like, dude, you yeah, guys are like friends. Like, mark. calm it down. <laughs> You're at least, you know, acquaintances. Is, right <laughs> you know what I mean yeah uh, here's Nat and Brandon on what happens after the show where did we stay that night we stayed at um Kyle's friends like uh frat house in Berkeley that night mm. and there was like a frat party 
Um, oh, yeah. I remember feeling really out of place. Yeah, it was really it weird. It was like, not our people. And um, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to the van. And know? I actually remember, like, like, we stopped at a grocery store on the way there, and we got a bunch of hard liquor. I remember drinking hard liquor out of the bottle that night. You had to. Oh, yeah. I remember walking around <laughs> with you doing that. Yeah. There were, like, it was a nice house, and there were, like, big trees all around it. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, and yeah, warm we just, like, summer evening. And then we're just, like, <laughs> farting around in Berkeley the next day. I got my first tattoo the next day. I remember day. we walked, yeah, yeah. down uh, Telegraph, I think. And, you know, it was Telegraph. You're yeah. right. Yep. We were, we were that like, was, it was near the, or the place you got the tattoo was near the Dork Club, I think. It was uh, right off Telegraph. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, like in the fucking, like, yeah. basically, I basically got tattooed at Hot Topic. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Classic. I remember Berkeley. waiting for you to come out. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like oh that you chose that huh okay yeah I know I know <laughs> and I and I got it covered up a couple uh, years later and it looks yeah. amazing now <laughs> the best yeah. uh, day five Sunday September third two thousand we have another show in San Francisco California this time at a place called Chemos epic um in yeah so we had stayed in Berkeley the night before so I mean our drive is like you know twenty minutes yeah. if you're you know if you're driving at at midnight on a Tuesday. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so so we get to San Francisco. This is one of the first times we experience the phenomenon that any touring musician will know well, which is hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. So yeah, second day in San Francisco, we meet yet another underground legend that goes on to be a tremendous ally for years and years. Here's Travis and TJ on day five, and they're going to talk a little bit about a good friend of ours, Matt Shapiro, who at the time was Chemo's bartender. He's like a frazzled mom. Is what yeah. I felt like. Was that his? He was stick? a prick. It was a pretty passionate. First Dutch stick, but you it know, was, like he was. He was. I, for lack of a better term, he was a cross dresser. I'm sorry if that might sound offensive, but I mean, he was like. It was. It, I think that's how he referred to himself. He wasn't a drag queen. No. He mm-hmm. wasn't a <clears throat> transvestite Mm-mm. at the time. Is what, what the term would have been too. He was a cross dresser, mm-hmm. so it meant he just liked. To wear ladies' clothes, put on ladies' makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it meant at the time. So, so I'm yeah. paraphrasing all of that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> within but, the time. But how it floats across the airwaves to us up in Seattle was, oh, you have to go play this drag black metal bar. Well, actually, yeah. the, the Chemos was a drag queen bar. It was, yes. it, was, it was like they did drag shows mostly. And, and I think maybe Matt got in there because he was a cross-dresser and was yeah. like, I want to book bands. But they didn't know that he was really a punk. Uh-huh. And that... Um, he was in this band, Nigel Peppercock, <laughs> which was an amazing fucking band. If we could get that was Nigel Peppercock a thing then? Uh, they were not a thing. Then. Not yet. He was probably still in fuckface. Yeah, I'm still really good friends with Matt. Like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I like, I love him. He, you know, he's turning. He's he's a completely different guy than he was. No, he's not. He's like the same guy. He looks very different than he used to look. And I remember the first time I saw him after you know knowing him for years. You know, he's wearing <laughs> ladies clothing, like skirts, like I'm talking leopard print skirts, like fishnets, you know, like I'm, he's going all the way. His makeup's like real bad. It's double, you know, his yeah. hair's the same. His yeah. hair's the same now. Yeah. Sorry, Matt, if you're going to listen to this, but yeah, he'll be like, it was, it was. So, and, and uh, uh, I remember I saw him years later and he was dressed like a guy. And I go, I go, I go, yeah, I didn't even recognize him. I go, Matt, what happened? Why aren't you wearing ladies clothes? And he goes, Oh, he's like, oh, that, yeah, I was just on a lot of speed. <laughs> he's like, forget about that. This is what I look like now. Yeah, he just wow. stopped doing speed, and then he stopped wanting to do that. Huh. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So there we are. <laughs> I, I know that too. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw him recently. He's, he's 
the best in um yeah he opened the elbow room he did a, he yeah, a lot yeah. of great things did I things. get closed or he, there was he closed the one in San Francisco and then he opened it well they they sold the lease and then oh but well, he they, reopened he had Oakland planned he knew it was going to come so he now now they have elbow room Jack London in Oakland <gasps> okay and it's awesome I was it's, so confused I thought they were like oh it's saved it's not saved now it's it was like that because they were going to lose a lease and then they extended the lease and then they still... It's the mission stuff. It's what we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. Everything is getting sold. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's getting bought. And, you know, these are the throwbacks of the old mission. And even Elbow Room was a late addition, I want to say, in the game of things. And so people didn't... Like, people didn't like the Elbow Room. They were like, this is gentrification. I'm like, <laughs> no, it's not. That's Matt Shapiro. Take work death in June. They're racist. Uh, no, again, that's Matt Shapiro. Take yeah. the last name, not racist. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or whatever. Maybe he is, but uh, he's not. He's, yeah. No, of he's course not. he's not. No. But it, it would be so secret. if he, It would be like the secretest altar <laughs> in his house, which I've stayed in for days. You know, like, it would be so weird to find out. But anyways, uh, that dude's a Nazi. He's not. So Matt, who were the the possible Nazi who are trying to get he's in touch absolutely with. not yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. Let me just make that clear. <laughs> God, edit this out. <laughs> we're, so we're we're waiting to hear from Matt. We're outside this place, Chemos, which we all we know is it's a, a drag black metal bar. Did they say black metal? That's so. That's just what was floated to us through the ether, mm. right? Through just the word of mouth of because again, no internet back then. Yeah. Um, and so we're waiting to get in and we're like knocking on the door and I think someone's like walking to the payphone to try and call Matt and then suddenly the door opens. And so there's like, it's like eight to 10 or whatever. I was just like waiting outside. The door opens uh, and standing there is um, almost like a cartoon character, like Boston, like tough guy, like muscular, huge, like most masculine, like square jaw, like shaved head with lipstick and the most beautiful tits I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, you guys banned. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, like, oh, it's real. It's real. I'm having so many emotions yeah. right now. You're yeah. like, like, oh. Yes, no, yes, yes, no. I don't know. Yes. Will you marry me? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What did I you love you. Yeah, I love you. I love you. <laughs> You're beautiful. I, I don't know. Yes, I think we're banned. Uh, so I don't remember that. That must have been the bartender. Yeah, it was the bartender. Without you a drew the bartender. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, I drew the bartender on my little comic book, and I it says "scary as fuck bartender." <laughs> I drew him way more attractive than I should have, <laughs> and I didn't draw him very attractive. So, I, I think I was really probably at odds with my true feelings. Yeah, like I'm like he's not really this good looking. Let me draw a giant picture of him in I my know. book. <laughs> <laughs> Freud would have a hate yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, Don't tell me about your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyways. Fake tits are great. I yep. mean, anybody who says that they're not is lying. Mm -hmm. That's just true. That's just a across the board, honest God truth. I mean, you, I couldn't stop looking at them. That's right. They were just, they're beautiful. The original food source. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. Don't worry about it. Anything. Doesn't matter uh -huh. what it's on. We see it everywhere. Uh -huh. We like round things. It's fine. Yep. So anyways. Yeah, I remember that. We played... Chemos, it was upstairs. I think we played really well. I remember feeling like, oh, we played a lot better, but I still felt like just totally humbled still. Because it was like upstairs, right? Well, that, yeah, I do remember that it was fucking upstairs because we loaded all those fucking yeah, amps all up those there. Fucking and it was like the switchback son of a bitch staircase. Yeah. Like, what? It's the worst. It yeah. is. The th it's a thing. It's just a thing. Yeah. Loading gear is just like, 
it's just pain. It's the worst. <laughs> I know somebody asked me the other day about touring. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you really tour anymore and all that? I was just like, I just don't like moving the gear. I'm just sick of moving gear. I'm sick of moving Brandon's gear pretty much. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. he was just like two fucking cabinets that are so fucking big with blown speakers or something. It's always something. There's too much. I know you hated those those ones with the four it's speakers. The, the recess. Because they're not yeah. pointed even the right direction. It's I know. <laughs> It's, it's like, like a canceling dumbest, out. It's the most. Uh, he thinks it's nonsense. cool. So and he's big. a new band, so you have to carry it. He just, yeah. he just two refrigerators that he's in. modified into mm-hmm. cabinets. Yeah, those are the biggest things I've ever fucking seen in my life. And we had mm-hmm. two of them. <laughs> each one was as big as the biggest day I've ever seen. And then what did we have? Two, <laughs> two <laughs> for one guy. What? Yeah. I'm so lucky he's not here. You know, <laughs> he's like the Joe Axler of bass playing. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> Joe Axler had all these drums that I'd have to like. Oh man, I remember you when you started and then, like seventy-five cymbals, forty-seven, you know, toms. Uh, you know, he had one little cymbal that sounded like a microwave was done. Ding. <laughs> I remember. No, I fucking I swear to God, I swear to God, I was recording. We recorded an album with Chris Commons, and uh, and. Chris was mixing down the drums of Book of Black Earth album. And he goes, he's mixing it down. He goes, looking at all the songs, you know, he's looking at all of it. All fucking 12 of our fucking stupid ass songs in a row. And he goes, huh, that's funny. I go, what? Oh, uh, Joe only plays this, Tom, <laughs> two times on your whole album. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I remember you used to get mad at me about my oh, yeah. gear, like, TJ. Yeah, he only plays the cymbal. Well, he doesn't play the cymbal at all. <laughs> The mic that I put on the symbol, he didn't play it. I could just delete that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I remember that. you used to hate my drums. <laughs> yeah. And then you did that. You started playing with Joe and you were like, I'm so sorry. I think I you no actually idea. sat me down I at one point and were like, I'm so sorry. It was probably when we were <laughs> He's had a big kick like, drum. Oh, this is fine. This yeah, is yeah. fine. You're, yeah, I'm sorry, Travis. Because yeah, I, will, I, I am. You yeah. had a reasonable drum kit. Okay, so here's Nat and Brandon on After the Show. We played chemos and we're hanging out. We're, we're actually waiting for the show to start. And Matt Leonard walked in. Do you remember that? No. So Matt Leonard walked in with the with his friend Annie. I love Annie. And yeah. we ended up staying at her parents' house. Oh, oh shit. That's right. That yeah. was fun. They, she had, they had a it nice was. house. It was, very it was nice. a nice uh, like respite uh, of civilization. What was the name of the neighborhood? Something Park. I don't know. It was like out in the burbs outside I'm of yeah. San Francisco. Like up in the hills probably. Yeah. No idea. We, I mean, I'm sure we could ask her yeah um yeah i don't remember i just remember i remember sitting in there or going in their house and being like wow this is much nicer than you know the animal house <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the kerfuffle with uh kyle that night no okay which, i mean yeah they all yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened oh he's he's just being he's having a hard time no you know life is hard sometimes yeah here's travis on the almost fight with kyle did I saw Kyle? I remember yelling at Kyle. On there tour. was there was one moment where you lost it, and, and I think internally you were way angrier than you actually like well, were. He must have been externally. because he's always such a nice guy until yeah. It was it was in San Francisco, <laughs> See, and it had yeah. something to do with getting in or out of the van, and like Kyle wouldn't move or something like that. Yeah, I remember or like a door got slammed or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't remember, but I remember being like, "Fuck!" I remember being so pissed. I always like like Kyle. Yeah, but I remember he like he just Kyle was very inoffensive. It's like yes, like, but he was also not like a trooper. He was not gonna like. He's not a trooper, and he was not the life of the that's party. That's the wrong person to take with you on tour, <laughs> right yeah. there. 
You want somebody who's going to tough it out. Right? Yeah. You need like someone who's going to keep your spirits up or carry all your gear or both. Yeah. I think tour is all about pulling your own weight. Oh, yeah. If people don't pull their own weight, then all of a sudden it's like, it's almost like you're, you're like trying to cross the desert. Yeah. All so, eyes are on you. Yeah. Equal. And it's always yeah. the person that wouldn't, like you can, like there would be the one guy that would like kind of like sneak off and like slink off whenever it's time to load At the end of the year. Yes. And you're always like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, like, <laughs> like, it starts building up and five <laughs> weeks later, you get yeah. so mad. I remember I used to get so mad at Zach, like when I was in Doomsday and he would never Carson? like, because he, this is the funny thing. He would always want to help. Like he would, had the best intentions. Uh-huh. But he'd always get like drug off into some crazy situation. Because that guy's like a magnet for insane situations. Yeah. And he would show up later and be like, I'm so sorry. But like my favorite like 50s actor. Like I ran him on the street <laughs> or something. You know, uh-huh. like yeah. some guy from an old we're gonna like, get talkie the, film. Yeah, we're like, going to get in like a pink convertible and drive and get milkshakes right know, now. So like, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> every time is always something would come up with him. And I would always be like, damn it. He'd always feel so bad. But I remember there's like always the one guy that would not move gear or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Let's listen to a little bit more music. So actually on this tour... Both bands were touring on our first release together. Yeah. And we had a split 10-inch that we were releasing together. One side was Akimbo, one side was Tinka Thulu. So let's listen to some music off of that. play it oh come on man that shit is killer play it it's i mean man i will admit there's parts of it you listen to it and you're like that wasn't that bad (laughs) that was actually kind of all right those little guys they were doing okay those little guys you can't be too hard on your pre-21 self but then there's other parts (laughs) where you just your face gets hot and you just melt into a puddle of shame (laughs) just like oh no (laughs) why did i do that why did i put that out there yeah we all have those moments but not all of us recorded them but we had some epic times listening to many days of tour some hardships some not too bad yeah that's the first half of the tour and yeah i mean again to harken back to the original formula of the show which is less anecdotal i think like this whole episode is very just people talking about little bits of memories yeah i mean it's cool for me to hear it and talk about it i hope it's cool for everybody else i think it is it's fun for me and luckily you know most of us are good storytellers and entertaining people but anyways that's the end of part one and then coming up next on part two we actually have some real shit goes down oh some real shit goes down yeah some (laughs) (laughs) i won't say some boys realized that they needed to be men but some boys realized that they were still fucking boys (laughs) for sure (laughs) 
Oh, indeed. We're going to jump to the next episode as soon as we can, maybe a week or so from now. Please stay with us because it gets so much better from here. Thanks. This show is about touring musicians telling incredible stories from their lives as they remember them. Humans are generally pretty great, but we all know that memory fades over time and that in the moment, people interpret situations differently based on their personality, background, state of mind, drugs they were on, intoxication level, etc., etc. The important thing to get across here is that at no point should these stories be considered hard facts or perfectly accurate portrayals of real events. If by some chance you were there for something that was talked about on this show or know someone who was and heard a different side of the story. If you feel we've been inaccurate or misrepresentative in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out and help us set the record straight. Tomorrow we die podcast at gmail.com. We'll read everything. And to any road warriors out there who might be listening, we want to hear your stories too. If you have a crazy moment from the road you want to share with us, then please drop us a line on email. Write it up as succinctly as possible, please. We don't want to read your autobiography. And if we have the time, we'll read it on a future episode. Feel free to plug yourself in the band as well. Again, the email address is tomorrow we die podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. And once again, I'm Jeffrey McNulty. And I'm John Wisniewski, and this is Tomorrow Tomorrow We We Die. Die. Find us on the internet. Our website is www.tomorrowwedie.com. And remember, that's two W's, T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W-W-E-D-I-E.com. On Twitter, we're at Tomorrow We Die PC. Instagram, at Tomorrow We Die Podcast. Facebook page is at Tomorrow We Die Podcast. Our email address is tomorrowwedipodcast at gmail.com, and the show is published on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and SoundCloud. Podcast production by myself, Jeffrey M. McNulty, at the Pachinko Parlor, Seattle, Washington. The background music is from Null Frequency Impulsor. Additional audio editing support by Andrew J. Gomez, a.k.a. Engineer Andrew. Tomorrow We Die is published in partnership with Ruinous Media. Thanks so much for listening.